Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shi'urim in the Sefer Lekutim Moran. We are currently learning the 11th Torah. We find ourselves just beginning paragraph bet, paragraph number two. We've been exploring the idea of yichud, of a godly unification. What does that mean? How do we bring it about? One of the ways that the Torah says is to say the Shema. When you say the Shema, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, with meaningful kavana, it brings together different aspects of the Almighty. And then when you say the second part, the Baruch Shem, that also brings about a particular yichud, a unification of different aspects of God, which in turn grant us deeper understandings of the Torah itself. Here we go, paragraph bet. Ah, however, this speech that we spoke about earlier that illuminates a person is impossible to merit, except through honor. It's only through honor that a person can come to meaningfully speak these words of Torah that will then illuminate himself, which, as we learned before, will allow a person to see those areas in their life that they need to fix. Namely, that a person should see to it that the honor of the Almighty is complete. How does a person do this? It's through recognizing that I am small. When a person minimizes their own honor for the honor of the Almighty, through humility and smallness. The main concept of speech is in honor. Like the verse says in Tehillim, Who is this king of glory? And the Zohar comes in to add, This Malchus, this kingship is talking about the mouth. Now when the Torah comes in to blemished speech, into a blemished mouth. It's not enough that the words of Torah will not illuminate this person. But that the Torah itself, as opposed to what it was going to do before, it was going to illuminate in the spiritual realms and let a person know what are those areas in my life that I need to work on. But if it's coming through a blemished mouth, a dirty mouth, presumably a mouth that is used for things that are not appropriate and not kosher, not divrei Torah, speaking terribly about other people, or God forbid, choosing words that are just horrific, then instead of illuminating the person, they actually do the opposite. They drop down into the world of physicality, and the words themselves become black. They become blackened within the mouth of this person. Gemosha Kasev, like the Pesach says in Yoshua, Lo yamush sefera Meaning that this book of the Torah should not depart from your mouth. That word yamush, meaning should not depart, is connected to the word v'yamesh, talking about the plague of darkness, saying that the darkness was tangible. You could feel it. It was physical. The plague of darkness in the story of Pesach, the darkness was physical. It was actually real. You couldn't move. It was debilitating. So this v'yamesh is connected to the word v'yamush, lo yamush. Just like the Torah should not depart from our mouths, so too if it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing, meaning we're bringing Torah into a mouth where Torah should not be, 
then it will not be illuminating, but rather it will be debilitating. Those words will blacken just like the darkness that held back so many during the plague of darkness in Mitzrayim. Hainu shelo yizgashmu v'yizchashchu mipicha. Namely, that your words should not become physical and should not blacken within your mouth. Ki al yidei she'ein mashgichin she'yeh kavar Hashem yizbrach b'shlemes. Because without overseeing that there is an honor that's given to Hashem in completeness. Hainu al yidei gadlus. Namely, that a person thinks they are so great. Look how awesome I am to the exclusion of the Almighty, through this, a person will not be able to open up their mouth and receive all of these blessings through their learning of Torah. Which is found in the idea in Tehillim, their mouths closed because they spoke in a haughty manner. This is just like the happening of this individual named Levi, the son of Sisa. Because when he went up to the bima to get an aliyah, that his spirit got bigger, he felt his ego kind of inflating, and he was not able to speak. Because through haughtiness, which, as we learned earlier, is the same idea of idol worship, idolatry, and regarding idolatry, it says, that a pestle, an image or a statue of their God should be totally burnt up in the fire. And anything that stands to be burnt, it's as if it is burnt. And that thing's measurable size is minimized. As is explained in the Gemara and Masechus Rosh Hashanah. How does this connect to what we're learning? Regarding a shofar that is blown for idols. Then since its sheer, its size, is minimized, it's not able, this vessel, this shofar, is not able to speak for them any longer. A little bit of context, this Gemara in Masechus Rosh Hashanah is discussing two different points. First is that the size of a shofar has to be a certain shear. There's an, a size that is on the minimum side that a shofar needs to be. Maybe we've seen very long shofaros, but there's a minimum size for a shofar. Additionally, a shofar that was used for idolatry, is that allowed to be used at all for, for kosher purposes? That's the machlokas in the Gemara, the discussion amongst our sages. So what Rabbi Nachman is doing is tying this all together, saying that if something was used for idolatry, it's supposed to be burnt, and once it's burnt, its size is minimized. That's from the Gemara itself. So therefore, this shofar that we're talking about that is supposed to be burnt because it was used for idolatry before it even is smaller is halakhically speaking, smaller than it was before and insignificant. It's not big enough to be called a shofar any longer. And once it's not a shofar, it's not something that you can use to fulfill the mitzvah of blowing or hearing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. It's not able to speak. It's not able to sing. For our metaphor coming full circle, it's not able to say those beautiful words of Torah that can illuminate a person, which will then provide the roadmap to tshuva.
So that's on the side of negativity, when a person feels they're so great and the haughtiness comes out. Ah, however, that when a person is careful and guards the honor of the Almighty in its completeness, that he's repulsive and he's gross in his own eyes. Ali Dezeh, that through this, through recognizing one's smallness, he is able to speak words that are illuminating, like we see in the Pasuk in Yechezkel, that the land illuminates with His glory, meaning the glory of the Almighty. And they will illuminate for Him, providing that personal roadmap to repentance. And then a person will come to a greater understanding of the ultimate depths of our holy heritage. May we be Zoha to complete all of these unifications. May we merit our words to provide illuminating pathways for each of us. And may we eventually come to reach these deepest depths of the understanding of our Torah. Wishing everyone a beautiful day.